It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The Podcast We here, we back Deep into Black History Yeah, we out here We just uh, wrapped up Black Fathers I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that But before all of that, what's good with you? How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great. Doing great. That's good. Yes, sir. Fresh off of Father's Day. Black Fathers. Fresh off of Father. Black Fathers. Black Fathers. Hashtag. No doubt. There's a couple people hit me up about that. <laughs> the hashtag Black Fathers. That's dope, man. Yeah. How was it for you? I was dope, man. You know, um, we did, you know, the, the internal celebration. I mean, uh, you know, we had the breakfast, brunch deal. You know what I'm saying? I got my gifts, you know. Okay. And then um, my man uh, Mosito from South Africa, who lives in Brooklyn, uh, he does a group uh, on WhatsApp called Dope Black Dads. I think they have an Instagram account as well. But most of that, okay. the activity is on WhatsApp. You know, I, I've never been in a WhatsApp group for real. So it was different for me. Oh, okay. But he he does a group in there, Dope Black Dads, him, uh, Stan, Stanley Lumax. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they curate a bunch of cool, cool cats from all over the, all over the world. Really. I think they just separated the group, like from the, the African and then the, the UK. And I guess they got mm-hmm. all the East coast United States people in one group. So, uh, but this is, it's a global thing. So it's, it's actually cool. So anyway, um, they held, uh, adult black dads barbecue. At uh, one of the members, uh, his 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 place, and um, set it out. You know, what I'm saying food. You know, you know Stanley. He always does uh, African chop house anyway. So it's always okay. when he around. It's always like food. You know, the culmination of, mm. of good. You know, international food. So I'm not sure if chop yeah. house was a part of like curating the food or whatever. But it was a lot of dope food, uh, drinks, kicking it. You know, fathers with their families. It's cool, man. It's cool. Shout that shit sound cool. It yeah. sounds cool. Shout out to Anton. I and hadn't he, seen him in a minute. He came through. I didn't know he was part of the group or whatever, but he was there, so that was cool. That was what's up. That's what's up. Any good beef ribs? I know you sent me the photo of them beef ribs you talked about two weeks ago. I meant to put that on the Facebook page. I'm going to actually do that today. But uh, any good beef ribs at the, at no, the no, Dope Black Dad? No, no, no. I don't. I don't Kickback? I don't, I don't know. I don't. I never saw beef ribs on the African menu. Uh, <laughs> but now Okay, was, this was African cuisine. I mean, it was, it, was, it was mostly, it was international flair. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so you had a lot of Africans. Okay. You had, you know, a lot of cats from the UK. Um, I'm not okay. sure who curated the food, uh, but you know it was it was some steak. It was definitely um um uh, some 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 jollof rice. Um, uh, it was it was good, man. Shit, it was just it was cool just to be amongst a bunch of cats that's you know under the guise of Father's Day and everybody with they <laughs> with they with they whole fam. You know what I'm saying? It was cool. You know my right right. My kids was a little older. You know what I'm saying? I think I started a little earlier than a lot of these guys. Uh, <laughs> right. So yeah, my kids was a, a lot older, but it was all good. It was all good. It was dope. It was dope. That's cool. That's cool. Did you do anything for Juneteenth? <laughs> man, Juneteenth is is a new holiday for me, man. You know what I'm saying? It's the first <laughs> year like that the, everybody's 
you know, celebrate Juneteenth, you know. Uh, uh-huh. I like to give, I know, I mean, it wasn't him alone, but I like to give the credit to Kenya Barris on the Juneteenth. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I thought you was going to give the credit to Donald Trump because you know he out here taking the credit. Nah, but nah, 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 nah. Before, I mean, you know, he would he would do the Juneteenth joints on Blackish. You know what I'm saying? He did a, oh, he did a Juneteenth joint on Black AF. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Juneteenth joint he had planned before, the one that got canceled, might have been a Juneteenth special, but I'm not sure. The one that they they didn't let him um, put out. Uh, right, right. He he put it out later. I'm not right. sure if it was a Juneteenth episode, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but he was he was pumping it big. You know, what I'm saying once the and then that conversation started to take off. Um, and and here it is. It's a holiday. I'm sure I'm I'm messing it up. I'm sure somebody's gonna call me like, nah, you know, what I'm saying Doctor such and such at you know Texas, you know, Southern University was the one who first. But I don't know. You know what I'm saying that was the first time I was aware of the push. I've heard of Juneteenth, but strictly from Texas people. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was like you know, and 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 quite frankly, that's probably how it should be because they're the one it was in texas where you know what i'm saying they they found out on juneteenth that they were free a little later than everywhere else so it's right a, it's, everybody else was free right it's appropriate that texas celebrated that shit like that i didn't know when right. it became like a national like everybody need to celebrate that particular day. like why don't we celebrate the real emancipation date but you know hey who am i Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just maybe it's a little more flavorful with a, you know what I mean? We already got a mm-hmm. a branded date. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I hear Let's, you. let's celebrate it's- the ignorance of the slaves who didn't know, couldn't read. <laughs> <laughs> caught slipping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. let's, let's, let's yeah. Have them celebrate the caught slipping date. Right, right, right. We pulled the wool over your eyes. Uh yeah, they got they didn't really stretch it out. Now it's a federal holiday, mm-hmm. which uh, which felt the whole shit feels very abrupt. And you know it's it's we it's a it's a it's a nice to have. You know what I'm saying? It's one mm-hmm. of those things. It's cool. I'm not mad. You know what I mean? It's a black holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I it was weird to really take this super serious on a certain level. There's uh. I guess it's a federal holiday, but if it fell on a Saturday and the mail still came, so it didn't really <laughs> feel like they, you know what I mean, respected the the federality of it all. But, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. I didn't do anything in particular for Juneteenth. I did find myself with that thought throughout the day, though, like, I should do some real black shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, damn, what could I do? Like, you know, I was a little, I wasn't planning. I know there was a Juneteenth celebration, I think, out in, in Brooklyn at Prospect Park. But I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't going all the way there. I wound up in the Bronx walking through Fordham. But that wasn't anything Juneteenth related. <laughs> anything that was, that was Puerto Rican. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically real, real, yeah, real throwback High school Saturday, go through <laughs> Fordham and, and walk the block, go to a few sneaker stores, browse and don't buy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. I saw the- But uh, you're back in the world. I'm back in the world. That was one of the things, because it was a nice fucking Juneteenth. It was a nice Saturday. So I was I was actually, I've been going, I go to this little bakery up on Arthur Ad that I've been fucking with. I got to f- chill on them, actually. But- uh, 
but I, you know, I fell through and, uh, you know, for them right around the corner. And again, it was, it was a nice day. I'm vaccinated. So I'm like, well, let me, let me go ahead and get in the world. Cause I've been feeling bad that I've been slow to really jump in the world. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I was like, well, fuck it. Let me go ahead and just walk this block. They had the little Bronx night market shit going on. It was started in during the day, but it was going on. So I, I walked through there for a hot second just to see what was going on. And then I said, fuck it, let me just take a take a little stroll on for them, take a gander, see mm-hmm. what's what. And, uh, you know, so I walked pretty much from the east to the west. And then I'm walking back and I was like, oh, shit, right, they got the big pun thing out here. He got a little street named after him. Let me find it. So it's on the corner for them in the Grand Concourse. So I go to where they got his uh, his street. And right, like, if you want to take a... And I felt conflicted. If you want to take a photo of the actual intersection with the street sign with his name on it, right above it is, like, four police cameras. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, this nigga's adding you straight to the dots. Like, you right into the to the system at this point. They on you, you know what I mean? Like, I felt the way. I took the photo just for, you know, like, to, uh, for posterity. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, damn, they definitely... They definitely got me. They looking up my tickets, all types of wild shit. But I'm like, this is some bullshit. I don't really like how this is set up because the other little intersections didn't have that many camera things. So I just felt like that was a that was a real uh, slick way. What what of, other intersection uh, didn't have the cameras? All three other ones because oh, I on flipped that from street. what I, on that on that street right. and. Uh, and I could be wrong because somebody might be listening right now, but I'm I'm pretty sure because I actually after I saw them, you know, I'm pretty sure like all four corners. I think he only has like the uh, like the southwest corner, right? So and that, that's where the cameras was at. That's where the cameras was at. All the other ones ain't had no cameras. So I'm like, damn, <laughs> this is this is interesting. You know what I mean? This is a new profiling system. You know what I mean? So, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's probably funny, too, not even on some real diabolical shit, but I'm not going to dismiss the the diabolical shit, but just on some old people in the control room having fun profiling. Like, look at this nigga. Oh, he, oh, look at the whole big pun fan ass nigga. Look at this <laughs> motherfucker here. You know what I mean? Because you just, you really, you put yourself out there where you take the photo like, yeah, you know, oh, fuck the, yeah, baby. The old pun album. Anyway, um, so I did that shit. That was my, that was pretty much uh, the extent of my Juneteenth celebration. Word. And, and that is it, man. I, you know, shit. My June, uh, Juneteenth, um, yeah. on that Saturday, I hung out. Mm-hmm. I guess it was me and my middle son. We hung out. And okay. um, went to, we went to the Dumbo house. I think uh, African Chop House was doing a Juneteenth celebration at Dumbo House where they had the uh, Jollof rice and all that shit on the menu. So we went through there, you know what I'm saying? Sat, right. You know what I'm saying? Chill for a minute and then he had something to do at seven. So, you know, we probably stayed there about an hour, kicked it, and then rolled out. That was my Juneteenth, baby. Nah, that shit was cool. <laughs> at least you had some Jollof rice. That was that was black. Yes, sir. You know, I, uh, you know, I've never, I don't think I've ever had Jollof rice. I see. I see people. I see the the, the rave about it. It's mm. like what is it like like tomato rice kind of is it like, yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. like a tomato like a tomato type of rice. Uh, right. They having something at um, 
what's that place called? Topanga or something like that? What's the name of that spot up there? I, I don't know. Thing is, they have like a jollof rice cook-off no, they, type I thing? I think it's already an African spot, but they're having like, you know, a, a event, a chop house event. I think okay. that, you know, they might be part of that whole restaurant. You know what I'm saying? I think they're part of it. But uh, This is in Brooklyn or it's up, uptown? Yeah, it's uptown. Uptown. Yeah, it's called uh, Taranga, my bad. Not Topanga. Taranga is the name of it. Okay. Yeah. It's 1285th Fifth Ave, right off the park over there. Oh, all right. Yeah, oh, on, the, on, the, on the east side of the park. Okay. That's happening uh, June 26th, 1 to 8 p.m., African Chop House. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Food, cocktail, music. It's always a good time, man. It's always, it's always, you know what I'm saying, beautiful people from all across the diaspora. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's a good look. It's a good look. Okay. You know what I'm All saying? All right. That sounds like a plan. I the 26th. Yeah, I wouldn't steal you wrong. Well, there you go. There you go. I hear that shit. Let me find out. Yeah, now nah, that sounds good. I, I'm going to check that out for though. I've been hearing a lot about it too, African mm-hmm. Chop House. I've been hearing, you know, it's uh, it's been ringing off in the streets. Yeah, no so doubt. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Let's see, man. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, Father's Day, Juneteenth is a good ass weekend for you. Was there some other shit going on this week? I feel like it was a. It was like a uh, an event every. It was like you know, like a Friday was something or no. I'm not sure. Maybe not. I'm not sure. I mean, you know, know. not at the world open. It's something every day now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's going down out here. Yeah, it's going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. That's that, man. Uh, I think I did do something Friday, but I can't remember. Uh, Shit, what's going on, B? I was gonna tell you something. <laughs> um, I was watching. Um, I was watching this show. Started watching this show called The Morning Show mm-hmm. on Apple on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. I'd been hearing about it. That's like probably their first show that they put out on the Apple TV. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, at first I heard it was kind of whack, even though I had my man Steve Carell in there. Mm-hmm. I heard it wasn't that good, so I didn't really mess with it. But um, I realized my year subscription of Apple, like my free year subscription I got from um, from buying an Apple product was about to be up. Mm-hmm. So I think the only thing I really looked at on, I don't think I really looked at anything on Apple TV if I could think about it. I didn't, you know, no, nah, I don't think, I don't, I can't think of anything that I really watched on there. And I'm like, well, shit, it's been a whole year. I might as well crack it open and see something. Right. And this shit is all right. It's not bad. It's, you know, it's a um it's like a drama, which is interesting to see Steve Carell in a drama. You know, he's mm-hmm. from like the office, 40-year-old virgin. So you're used to him being on some funny shit. Mm-hmm. It's basically the story's kind of, I guess it mirrors the whole Matt Lauer scandal, mm-hmm. you know, where whatever he was doing, just sexual assault or whatever, sexual abuse or whatever. Uh, what do you call it? Um, Me Too. Uh, harassment. Me Too. Yeah, under the Me Too umbrella. Mm-hmm. And um, how he, you know, kind of, they, they got rid of him. You know how he was locking his office and all of that type of shit. So Steve Carell kind of plays the uh, the the Matt Lauer character. Oh, and does then he? There's Jennifer. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, yeah, which is interesting. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's really interesting. I actually got a re- uh, recommendation to watch it from Aaron Arnold. Shout out to Aaron Arnold. We was chopping it up 
about, uh, you know, just TV shows and shit like that. He, he right. put me on to that. And um, so I was like, yeah, I might have to check that out. And it was a good wreck. So he's in it. Jennifer Aniston is in it. Um, and uh, old Reese Witherspoon, who I fuck with. I've been fucking with Reese Witherspoon since election. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Yeah. You know, and there's other people in there. Some some real strong black actors in there, too. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's that's really good. I, what, go, go, go. No, I, I, could, I could see Steve Carell doing drama. You know what I'm saying? Like... Mm-hmm. I probably said it here on this show before. Like I shot him one time on a red carpet and, and in that moment I understood like, you know what I'm saying? Why TV, certain TV people like that, uh, they, they have a certain kind of composure, you know what I'm saying? Right. And his composure, like in real life, it will look stiff. Like man, that motherfucker stiff as a board. But then when you watch the right. fucking video back, you be like, yeah, damn, this motherfucker is composed. You know what I'm saying? He's like, like stiff as a yeah. statue. But, you know, when he talking, when you watch it on the video, it don't look unnatural. It look natural. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then by, like, comparison, Taraji Henson was coming through on that same red carpet. Right. And, you know, she was like, you know what I'm saying? What up? You know what I mean? Definitely right. did not a lot of, you know, stiffness, very loose and, and free. And, uh-huh. you know, in real life, that shit looked cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, shit, they go to Rozzy in the building. And then when you look at it on video, that shit look wow. You know what I'm saying? And then when you look at mm-hmm. Steve Carell, that nigga shit look like, whew, this nigga is, look like TV. Like, nigga, make your shit look like real professional fucking video. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So <laughs> I started to understand the difference in com- like that composure. So I could see him playing like a news person in a drama because uh, mm-hmm. of that composure. You know what I'm saying? So he he knows his frame rate. Yeah, he he yeah, know yeah. he he know how to. I don't know how you learn that type of shit, but he know how to hold and and move in very uh, conservative motions. You know what I'm saying? Very uh, efficient motions. To, right, to get the right. most out of a motion without doing much of nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I always, I always, uh, when I see him on TV and then be looking like TV, I be like, yeah, yeah, that motherfucker know what he's doing. <laughs> good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that boy, good. Yeah. 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 There's certain yeah. people like, like Angela Bassett, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. And I shot her at the Apollo, right? And you could tell why she's a fucking star and shit. As soon as her motherfucking face hit your lens, that shit look like motherfucking real TV. That shit don't, you know right. what I'm saying? Because whatever it is about the shape of her face and all that shit, that shit, the camera loves that shit. And, and you know what I'm saying? There's certain people that got those shapes that whatever it is with the camera optics and shit, it makes it look like something larger than life. Mm. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I guess she's very telegenic. And I guess they've been doing it for so mm-hmm. long, too. They 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 learn how to move smooth, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve Carell's a beast. You know, it's funny. I didn't realize, I don't know if everybody going to remember this. I, I didn't realize, or I didn't know, actually. Did you ever, you ever seen that sketch on Saturday Night Live, the ambiguously gay duo? You ever no. see that shit? Nah. <laughs> okay. All I remember is Pat that was ambiguous. Yeah, Pat was ambiguous too, but there's this, uh, it's this Robert Smigel. Robert Smigel was the guy that used to do like all of the, like the uh, animation stuff. I don't even mm. know. He might have passed. I'm not sure. But um, 
He used to do like all of like, they used to every so often do like animation stuff and like just weird shit. Right. But um, the ambiguously gay duo was like this Batman and Robin type of thing. And it was a cartoon that they did uh, on Sign Out Live. And they, the shit that they would do would look, it would be wild. Like it'd be, it would be eye raising. You know what I'm saying? Like people <laughs> like, yo, well, hold on. Are they, you know what I mean? Like it's suspect. People like, yo, are they, as, you know, but they wouldn't never like, they would never like, uh, like say they wouldn't announce it. They would just do wild shit the way that they would solve crimes, the way they would, they would ride on this, this certain bike that they had, the way that they would fight. Like, it's crazy. It's like real overt. And I don't even know if you could, I guess you could still get away with it. I don't, you know, but um, anyway, it was two cats and it was Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert mm-hmm. who were the voices. I just found that out like just recently because wow. I'm thinking like the first time I really even kind of heard about Carell was the office. First time I really heard about Colbert might have been The Daily Show. You know what I mean? And I know they both got their like, improv background and sketch comedy background like you know like in I guess Chicago and places like that like they were like legendary in that circuit mm-hmm. and then when they made it up to like TV and film you know people had been singing their praises for years like oh no that, that's the guy he was the guy that type of thing so I forget where it popped up at and they were just saying these were the two voices I said, oh, shit. So now when I, like, I went back and watched a couple of them on YouTube and you hear their voices, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, that is Steve Carell. That's Steve. So anybody that's ever watched it, like, I'm sure there's somebody on, you know, listening right now who's probably, who's definitely seen that sketch. And if you didn't know, go check it out and it'll blow your mind because it's like, oh, wow. You know, now they've blown up, both of them. And before, you know, when this shit was really going on, I don't want to say they was unknowns, but they weren't as popular as they are now. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, mm. man. So yeah, so shout out to Steve Carell. Shout out to, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I heard. Stephen Colbert in, in the morning show. The morning show is pretty funny, though. Not pretty funny. Back to that. It's a drama. It's got its points. It's, uh, that was one of the things I was going to say. It's like, it's one of them dramas that is not super duper heavy. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, it's like some binge-worthy shit. Like, you could just, you could watch through it. Like, it's got enough drama to where you like, okay, I'm tuning in. And it's got enough, it's the writing is good enough to be like, okay, all right, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. it's, it's like loose, it's kind of light, you know what I mean? It's one of them, it's one of those type of things. It's like, there used to be a show called Nashville that used to come on. And it's, it's, a, it's a notch, it's a couple notches probably better. You know what I mean? But, uh. It's still like some old, it's like the easy listening of drama. I'd say that. You know what I mean? Like it ain't like smooth mayor of East Town. Yeah, it's some smooth, it's some smooth drama. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was watching. I've been watching that a couple about six episodes into it. Oh man. Watching that. Speaking of other drama, these NBA playoffs oh, man. have been. Yeah. Man, it's, yeah. It's like they haunted. It's like they haunted, I mean, man. I mean, yeah, it's haunted. It's 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 fucking anything can happen. It's it's fair and it's balanced. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, nothing guaranteed. Ain't nothing yeah. guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? The big superstars are all in Cancun. You know, right? What I mean? So now right. it's, just, it's just basketball. It's like it's like the the fucking um March Madness in this bitch. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, real. You yeah, who never, you never know. It's a lot of wild cards. Yeah, a lot of man. Now it's down to basketball. You know what I'm saying? But the yeah. ball and the hoops. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Second teams. Yeah, all of that shit. Yeah. And and the new stars. The new stars are developing. You got yeah. Devin Booker. You got Trey Young. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got the. Giannis, you know, these people are starting to, to really build their new profiles. Right, right. It's uh it's like a graduation. Yeah. Get these old motherfuckers. Only old head rappers still is what CP3 and there's like a sentimental thing where people want to see him yeah. finally get the ring. You yeah, know, I mean, which would be cool. He old head, but you know what I'm saying, at the same time, Devin Booker is is leading the way, you know what I'm saying? He he's yeah. able to coach and be able to, you know what I'm saying, mentor these guys and you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, they got the Devin Booker, you know what I'm saying, the baby mamba narrative going, you know what I'm saying? Cause he was cool with Kobe and, and Kobe right. gave him some words. So they they you know what I'm saying, they've been riding that story all the way through, you know. So it's mm. it's interesting, you know what I'm saying? It's interesting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is it well wasn't Kobe cool with Trey Young too? I think that's another like that was a story just like Devin Booker, I think. You know, it's funny that, you know, not, you know, unfortunately in the midst of his death, because, mm-hmm. you know, Kobe, him being the Black Mamba, he seemed like he was so cold and serious on the court, similar to like Michael Jordan. And then you find out behind the scenes, he mentoring so many new, you know, new players and giving them jewels and giving them game and like being a phone call away for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they, a lot of these people are having these stories about, yeah, man, Kobe was one of the first people to tell me this, and you know, I could call him at any time. And I feel like, as just like with Devin Book, I feel like Trey Young might have been one of those people. No, he was, was kind of, yeah. And um, you know, and Kobe's daughter, you can see it, yeah. Kobe's daughter, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Trey Young was her favorite player, Gigi. Okay, so right, you know what I'm saying? It's not that's not surprising, you know what I'm saying? Because when you when you're the best and and you go hard and your whole brand is about going hard, you're going to naturally be attracted to the guys who are going hard. You know what I'm saying? And, and right. you, you probably reach out to them. You're like, yeah, I see I see something in these cats. You know what I mean? Because these, like, you know, Trey, Devin, like, you could you could arguably say they're not even supposed to be here, but they're here showing out. You know what I mean? Right. And <clears throat> it's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, it's it's just like it gives a new dimension to this season, and and you know, it's enjoyable if you know if your team is still rocking, or if your team got right. knocked out early. But it's not cool right. for like Philadelphia fans or like you know, <laughs> or, you know what I mean. It's it's not that cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, I'm enjoying the shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, LeBron got knocked out. That's my guy. You know what I mean? He getting old. You know what I'm saying? Shit. It's gonna be time where he ain't even gonna be around no more. So you gotta get acclimated to the new set of cats. You know what I mean? Um, right. But <clears throat> yeah, I, I enjoy it, man. I just don't think I think, you know, what they're doing to Ben Simmons though. I don't really like it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, yeah, he fucked up. Yeah, he had some mental he had a mental break in this series or whatever. But it's every single outlet every talking head got some wild shit to say you know what i'm saying and it's like uh shag i would have knocked his ass out you know what i'm saying is is this person is that person everybody got some wild ass shit to say 
And um and they essentially, you know what I'm saying, the team 76ers ain't said shit about trading them or no shit like that, but the public sentiment has done reached a point to where every pundit talking head media outlet has said Philly got to trade this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Now, it's you know, it's it's still to be seen if they can get him off with a good deal or whatever. But the fans in Philly at this point are never gonna be able to get behind him again. So, you know, at this point you you got to might as well trade him. But I don't think the nigga is that far off. You know what I'm saying? I think the nigga had a mental break. You know what I'm saying? I've seen other players have mental breaks. You know what I'm saying? Not maybe not as bad, but you know what I'm saying? We've watched LeBron, who was arguably the best motherfucker around, have mental breaks in the middle of the playoffs or the, or finals or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Where it's like, God damn, dog, wake up, wake up, dog. You know what I'm saying? And right. he get to live to come back the next year and and show and prove. I think my my outtake on Ben Simmons is that he'll probably be back. You know what I'm saying? He'll probably find a way to make his way back into that conversation, um, hit some shots, get his confidence up in that that particular space, and and really become, you know what I'm saying, the, the player that he was supposed to be. I just think Philly is going to lose him, and I think they're going to miss him when he's gone. You know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't like the motherfucker didn't do shit, and he was just fucked up all year, and you know what I'm saying? He didn't help him get to the spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he he fell flat four four games. You know what I'm saying? He fell flat four games, I guess. And um, but in some of that series, he was he was dominant. You know, game three, he was looking really good. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. again, you know, he had his break. I think he'll figure some shit out. He'll go work on his this, work on his day. Probably gonna go need to see a hypnotist and a motherfucker, you know, a spiritual advisor, <laughs> some type of guru. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like to get over certain humps, you know what I mean? And um, and once he does, because all the other shit that he does was solid, you know what I'm saying? All the defense, like a lot of niggas got a lot of points because he was feeding them, you know what I'm saying? Because he didn't take the shot, you know? So I think a lot of those guys going to miss him after they done talk shit about him. Hmm. Ah, yeah, maybe. I think in the moment. That's me, though. That's just my. That's no, no, my no. Thing. I'm hearing you. This is me. You know what I mean? Like, I think in the moment, I think tempers of, uh, you know, they, they, they're they high. You know, I, I kick it with a lot of people from Philly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of, I'll be on, um, speaking of WhatsApp, I'm on a, a good WhatsApp with um, quite a few uh, Philly natives, Philly sports fans. Mm-hmm. And one thing I know about Philly sports fans, they are die hard. These mm-hmm. motherfuckers are die hard. They are emotionally invested on a on a level. And it, it, it was funny because just some backstory, like I went to college with a lot of cats from Philly, right? And... Growing up, I didn't. I never really like um, <clears throat> my stepfather was a Jets fan. You know what I mean. My my brother he played sports, so he was into it. But like prior, like as a kid, and you know, all the way until college, like I I wasn't really. I was super. I'm still a very casual fan. 
was never invested. I never went to any games as a kid. First time I like, I think I said last week, first time I went to like an NBA game, I was in college and I went to the, the, uh, a Hawks game because it was cheap. You know what I mean? The Hawks weren't, you know, they wasn't really popping at that time. And it was a, probably even was like some college discount, college night, whatever type of thing. And it was more about curiosity than anything. Like, yo, let me, I always shit. I never been to an NBA game. But mm-hmm. when I got to college, like I said, I was I hung out with a lot of people from Philly. And for the most part, most of them been into the sports thing, heavy, going to games as kids, whatever. Long story short, they're super duper fans, whether it's the Eagles, whether it's the Sixers, not really the Phillies, but definitely Eagles and Sixers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so much so, like Wes Manchow, who produced our uh, theme song and last theme song there's oftentimes if I'm not chopping it up with him in the, in the group chat I'm definitely paying attention to his Twitter feed just to see how his blood pressure is doing during some of these games mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> what I've known from just in these years I've kind of heard the story of Ben Simmons the story of the Sixers the story of Ben Simmons Joel Embiid the whole trust the process type of thing and the narrative on Ben for a long time, for I guess a frustratingly long time, was he wasn't working on his shot. Like, he wasn't a good shooter. There was there were times when people were like, yeah, I heard he was supposed to be working on his shot, you know, this summer, you know what I mean? Like, you know how at one point, remember Hoodie Mello, he would put out the little videos of him in gym with the mm-hmm. hoodie on, shooting his shot or whatever. I remember there was one, one summer before a season, Ben Simmons was putting out a couple videos with him, like, finally, like, working on his shot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people live and die by these narratives. Like, these people get excited, right? So, um, but that had always been the thing. Like, you know, Ben not really going, he's not going to take the shot. Similarly, back in the day, they used to kind of say LeBron was a clutch. But then LeBron kind of worked on that and proved to be, yo, give me the ball. Let me close this shit out. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confront this. I think with the the Ben shit is it's like, you know, and I was talking to uh, my man Wes. He was, you know, he even, I think he tweeted it about something about how, you know, the Celtics, they fell off. You know, the shit, the big three of the Nets who was looking like they was going to walk right to the finals. They basically, you know, shit, it all, it all folded. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got hurt except KD. So that fell apart. Um, I mean, the Knicks, you know, the Knicks are going to be the Knicks, but it looked like, you know, shit, Philly was what the number one seed they they had. They had the momentum. They had a lot of momentum. Shit looked like it was going to happen. But then in the end, the same shit happened that always happened. You know what I'm saying? It was like that one moment where Ben is under the rim and He's right there. Like, I watched that replay. He's right there to where all he had to do was just bang that shit. Mm -hmm. Just put it through the hoop, and he passed it off. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, you know, the analysis was like, you know, he didn't want to get fouled, whatever, whatever. There's back to the point of, you know, mentally, he he might be frazzled. He might not be ready for that type of, you know, you know what I'm saying, that type of... uh, pressure in that moment or he might have melted down and all of that other shit and I just felt like I from just observation over the years I've seen like this this thin patience 
Where it's like, you know, it even even the mantra, trust the process, is really like, it's like, have some patience here. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Just hold on. Just hold on. So this is probably the most ideal situation to where they could have won a chip. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, to lose to Atlanta, who's kind of like a dark horse, kind of coming out of nowhere on a certain level, you know, probably wasn't in the in the forecast to go as far as they've gone, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, it's devastating, you know, and in this moment right now, still, it's still hot. Niggas are still upset. Right. It is. I'm sure it's compounded or whatever, whatever. And you might have a point, you know, they might, they might, people might feel a way when, if they do trade them, you know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a bunch of trade rumors going on. People talking about, yo, we might, you know, I see the hashtag trade Ben Simmons, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think, you know, I'm not. A, I'm a casual fan, so obviously this man is is a is a solid player. Even if he's coming up short, even if he didn't, he didn't. You know, he didn't come up clutch. Even though he he passed it when he should have banged it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you know, in the heat of the moment, people are like, "Man, get him the fuck out of here!" Type shit. I don't want to see this motherfucker. You know that type of shit. But back right. to the, it's kind of like you know, it's one of those things. And maybe they will miss him, or maybe they won't. Who knows? But it looks like it looks yeah. like this might be the time yeah. that this shit might. Because when they was talking to Doc, they was talking to Doc Rivers. He was kind of, he was kind of like, you know, man, I don't know. He wasn't really trying to cover. He wasn't trying to be yeah, political. He, he I see Joel him, going there, in. He threw him out there. Yeah. So I mean, but niggas at Doc Neck too. But it's you know niggas <laughs> at Doc Neck. But Ben's been there since 2016. Okay. So. It's been a while of trusting the process. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And like at some point, and the other thing is too, I think he got a crazy contract. So that that right. might he got crazy, that might be kind of, he, he got a crazy yeah. contract. But I mean, yeah. come on, man. There's plenty of niggas that superstars in this league that ain't getting no chips. You know what I'm saying? Like that. You know what I'm saying? There's plenty of niggas who got all the potential and don't take their team to to the chip. You know what I mean? If you if you name one James, you know what I'm saying, in the East, you wasn't making it to the chip for a whole long time, right? Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And yeah, I, yeah. I, th I think it's deeper than that because this is the, and I just to counter that, because it's plenty, because on the same hand, right, uh, Allen Iverson is like a fucking king in Philadelphia. He never been to the chip, but he played his heart out like that motherfucker. Like he he went hard all forty eight minutes. Anytime he was on that court, he went all out. So even though they didn't get the ring with him, there's there's it's almost like there's no love lost. Like AI could go through Philly anywhere, hold his head high because he tried his hardest. He tried his best. He was mm -hmm. trying. You know what I mean? And I think the the difference there is, you know. After a while, people aren't going to be as understanding of the choking, you know what I mean? Especially when you've been there for a while, especially when you're going up against someone like Trey Young, who's just like his third season. And as they saying on Twitter, this person got the assignment. You know what I'm saying? Like, at some point, like, you are a pro. You're getting a lot of fucking money. 
too. There's also that part. You get a lot of money to do this job and you coming up super short. It's like four points or something like that. Like you like you not even there on a certain level. And, you know what I mean? At least that's, that's what I'm saying. That, yeah. And that's all understandable. That's all understandable. But you know, they 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 threw AI up out of there too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they sent him, they packed his bags and sent them up out of there too. You know what I'm saying? He uh, he he was day Nick. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think with Ben, yes, he he did fall short. He did not, you know what I'm saying, come up big. You know what I mean? They all throwing him under the bus, and he probably will get shipped up out of there. But what I'm saying is, I don't think this is the end of his story. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think, and I think, and I think that when when he his redemption will be greater than his his uh seemingly fall, and that's that's just my own little uh synopsis of it you know what I mean not that, yeah. not that you're I, not alone with that you're not alone with that I've been hearing because, people say that you hear me yeah yeah I got you yeah, but, yeah I think you said speak up nah yeah 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 but go ahead but it's just like you know it's like okay you then we, we swing that whole shit on back over to Brooklyn mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying my niggas we in BK they got all the tools you know what I'm saying? Even even if it boiled down to a halfway hard and, and a all the way KD, they got all the tools. They got more tools, you know what I'm saying, than a whole lot of other teams that they finna face. And they got sent to Cancun too. You know what I mean? And it yeah. might it might have been, you know, an inch of KD's toe. You know what I mean? But at the same time, a lot of guys wouldn't get you know, KD, KD, even though he they, he get the narrative, he played hard, he, you know, he put the whole team on his back, came up short. You know what I'm saying? By one inch. That little one, that little one inch would have ended. Giannis, mm-hmm. Giannis them, you know what I'm saying? But nobody don't think that shit, that shit ain't no, ain't no consolation. You know what I'm saying? Because when this year is told, and they talking about the champion, it ain't going to be them. You know what I'm saying? And so... You know, it's the narrative swings depend on who it is and how it is. You know what I mean? So when KD went right. to to the Warriors, it was like, ah, he cheating. You know what I'm saying? Cheat code. He went to his enemies who put him out of the out of the playoffs and just to get some ring ring chasing. You know what I'm saying? Now it's his turn to do it with the team on his back, like we talked about. This was his opportunity to do that thing on his like. You know what I'm saying? He almost pulled it off. But he came up short. You know what I'm saying? But we're not gonna throw him away. We gonna we we hope to see him again next year to, to try it again. You know what I mean? It's plenty of years went KD and OKC where he had potential, but he never made it over the hump. You know what I'm saying? And if you take you look at Kyrie, Kyrie, plenty of motherfucker potential. You know what I'm saying? Most exciting cat out there. Definitely known to hit the shot. You know what I'm saying? He the one mm-hmm. went out there when he got with Brooklyn like shit. Now I could look to my right and know that that I got somebody that could hit the shot too for the first time in my career. Mm-hmm. Now they just opposed that against KD's air ball at the end. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that shit goes around. You know what I'm saying? To, to the best. You know what I'm saying? KD, he did everything he could do. But after he after he hit that motherfucker two pointer that should have been a three, 
Mm-hmm. I think that shit broke him in that particular game. Like, ah, oh, oh, damn. Now I got to go to overtime. And then he didn't hit one shot in overtime. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the mental shit goes around. But, you know what I'm saying? It's just glaringly just happens to be so much glare on Ben Simmons's fuck up this year. Yeah, I get, you know, yeah. I mean, I guess it goes back to the whole, you know, shooter shoot. And if you're not a shooter and you don't shoot, it's not like we didn't know you was a shooter. I think people are very, I think a lot of that frustration that Philly fans are feeling is because they kind of, they they kind of knew what it was. That's also the refrain I've been seeing. It's like, we we already knew what it was, but we thought it was going to be something different. Just like anything, when you have expectations and you kind of know the real, you've already seen the real, and when the shit shows up as it's always shown up, but you thought it was going to be otherwise, it feels even more devastating because right. your hopes was up. Right. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. As far as the Nets go, I thought what I saw was mad silly. I saw this thing Stephen A. Smith said. It was all karma. That's <laughs> why they didn't go. He did a whole piece. I put that on the Facebook page. He did a whole thing about it was karma, how Blake Griffin kind of didn't play well in Detroit and kind of shafted them, or how James Harden was out of shape and kind of shitted on the wallets, how Kyrie wasn't this, that, and then KD, like he went through this whole it was very color purple until you do right by me. You know, so <laughs> nah, they, one of those types they, of things. They were saying Kyrie's karma when he stomped on Boston's logo, you know, right. after they had gave him 40 mil or whatever the fuck. But at the end of the day, man, it's just like with Ben. You knew what you was getting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Neither one of those, all three of those guys, you know what I'm saying? Have I don't think any one of them has played a whole season healthy. You know what I'm saying? All three of those mm. guys are injury prone. So right. that's just what's showing up. You know what I'm saying? It's not like that's new. Kyrie, you know what I'm saying, in the 2015 series with LeBron against the Warriors. Got knocked mm-hmm. out the first game. Boom. Ankle. You know what I mean? And they came yeah. back 16 and they won it. You know? So, you know, it just is what it is. It's basketball. And no matter what your stats and your odds say, you know, it comes down to can you survive and be present throughout them playoffs? And that's that's not as easy as it sounds, you know what I'm saying? Because the playoffs gets a little more strenuous. Even even like LeBron in um San Antonio, the year when he was cramping. And then he went into San Antonio and they had they turned the AC off. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he cramped, yeah. he couldn't make it through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're not available, you can't play, man. So yeah, that's across the board. And ain't nobody going to be like, oh, nah, they turned the AC off. They ain't nobody going to remember that shit. That shit is, nah, you lost. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild, man. And then, you know, <clears throat> yeah, at the end of the day, it's going to be who made it, who won. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, the side on the other side of that, that coin, though, is the motherfuckers that's showing up and going all out, whether it's Devin Booker or whether mm-hmm. it's Trey Young. Like, Trey Young is, uh, he earned my respect. I guess it was that game one in New York. 
I think that mm. they stole that first game in New York and they were going in on him. And he, like, he didn't give a fuck. Like, when he put it to sleep, like, he challenged, like, he looked up at that garden and, like, and he, he was like, nah, it's a rap for y'all. <laughs> I, I felt that shit and I'm from New York. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But I was just like, that's okay. That motherfucker's Keith, he's for real with it. He, he will be the bad guy. Right. Like, that's when I saw that, that Kobe. You know what I mean? That Kobe mentorship in him, like, where it's like, I'm going for blood. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't mind the fact that y'all don't fuck with me. Y'all got your, your chance about my shit thinning, my shit looking wispy. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm fucking an undersized guard, but I'm still getting busy. Mm-hmm. In this last game seven in Philly, my shots are not dropping, but I'm still shooting. I'm still out here running the floor. I'm still making shit happen. I'm still present. Like, fucking Dwight Howard run over me. I hit a few push-ups. I'm a ham a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, that guy, he's a character, if anything. Right. So, I can't even be mad. I can't even be mad. You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And the narrative would be different if he lost. You know what I'm saying? He hit, he missed all those shots in the game seven. But they won. You know what I'm saying? And he played good in the fourth. So, I think mm-hmm. <clears throat> one of the things, like, when you mentioned the Garden and even Philly, mm-hmm. I think, like, when you're in these big sports cities like that, you know what I mean? Just, like, storied sports cities, especially in basketball, it it gets really tough. You know what I'm saying? Because you're tough on your team. You're tough on your players. And a lot of times, a lot of guys don't even want to come because the media and the fans are so tough that they don't give you you the opportunity to actually grow into your role. You know what I mean? So like if you if you're in Boston, if you're in Philly, you're in 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 at the Knicks, you know what I'm saying? Nobody really got no patience for nothing, man. You know what I'm saying? Everything uh-huh. is gonna be under the scrutiny every fucking season. And, you know, and then you trade a motherfucker out. And then it becomes like, oh, now we rebuild it. And then you start the process all over again. So I guess that's why they say trust the process, because the process don't never stop. Nope. Because there's only one Allen Iverson's came through that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Then Dr. J before him. So, you know what I'm saying? That shit was... Had a little Barkley. Had a little Barkley love yeah, for a little Barkley for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like decades before you get a generational talent in your city in these in these towns, yeah. in these big sports towns. I so. guess that's why they call them generational towns. <laughs> right. You know <laughs> Old generation pass, like, yeah. Like, shit. Uh, what been, I mean, you had Derrick Rose in Chicago after Jordan... But, right. you know what I'm saying? That ended up being a disappointment. Right. Injuries, crazy. Right. So um, when he got yeah. injured, then, you know what I'm saying, the fans turned against him. Like, man, we need to get back on the court. And we're like, man, I'm hurt. Right. So sometimes these big cities work against themselves, but that's just me. Yeah. You know, it's all part of the, you know, it's it's – it's all a concert. It's all works in concert. It's all part of the, um, the 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 whole the whole uh, ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Fan, media, sports player, you know, wins, losses, narratives. It all works with each other. It's like another. It's like politics. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody got to be the bad guy. Somebody got to be the hero. Somebody got to be the truth teller. Somebody <laughs> got to be the the dope. You know what I mean? Like it's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's all a performance. 
Right. And uh, <laughs> it's 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 entertainment at the end of the day. Like, don't ever forget. It right. is entertainment. And, and, poor, and poor Ben, he had the unfortunate uh, timing of being that guy at this time, especially like then you had like an off day like today. There's no basketball, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it's just more talking about him. <laughs> so, yeah. So. Yeah, man. A little bit of what kind of got a little bit of headline sports related. Speaking of uh, Texans being late, this one wasn't. Shakari Richardson mm-hmm. is now the fastest woman in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's cracking. She popping. She won with the 100 meter. Just recently did a uh, did the hundred meter dash in ten point six four seconds. Mm-hmm. Twenty one years old from Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. black woman. Um, got a nice couple cool pull quotes out there. I'm that girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Stop you know, it's, uh, with it's me. yeah, it's a nice little go hug a grandmother right after victory. You know what I mean? Nice, nice Juneteenth. Uh, vibes and shit. You know, it's it's a good feel good story. Some mm-hmm. new shit, a new star in the horizon. You know, mm-hmm. salute. I ain't got nothing else to say. I just see it <laughs> popping up heavy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a, nice. But I just see it popping up heavy. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is yeah. a, this is it's like a new single, right. like a new hit record. Yeah, right. She she a new star on the scene. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I mean the girl got wheels, as they would say in Miami. And mm-hmm. I watched that race over, I watched it probably about 10 times over two different sessions. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And it's like a point in the race where that shit just kick in. And it's like, God damn, did she just hit another gear while everybody else was staying steady? And right, right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, golly. And then <clears throat> one of the things I've been seeing the chatter, you know, you know how it is where you, you got the, the main story, then you got the side chatter. And the mm-hmm. side chatter, you know what I'm saying, the black man internet is, you know, like why she got to have all the orange hair, and, uh, you know, and the, and the eyebrows and eyelashes and the nails, you know what I'm saying, that whole thing of, right, you know what right. I'm saying, because, you know, when something hits the, the trending topics, everybody got to have something to say on what's trending. You know what I'm saying? A scrutiny filter. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, so it's like, okay, what can I do to chime in to this? What's going on with her hair? Right. What's going on? And, then, and that's what you get like when, this is a problem with the internet, right? The internet is everybody. Okay. Internet uh-huh. is everybody. And everybody gets to chime in on, you know what I'm saying, specific people's shit. You know what I mean? Right. And, and in the real world, when you very, when you, you, you get to live in your world, in your bubble, do your things your way, around your tribe of folks, and you, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Nobody, you know, chimes in if they don't know you, if you don't, you know, you don't cross their path. Nobody gets to chime in on, on your neighborhood politics. You know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. who, who knows about your neighborhood politics? But on the internet, everybody gets to chime in on your little bubble. You know what I mean? So, if you if you're from if you're a type of person who who likes to dress elaborate and put on the hair and the nails and do your thing, that's no problem because most of the people you around probably like that and you know what I'm saying and everybody supports it and you probably doing it for your people and you know what I'm saying you putting on like shit I'm gonna put on for my folks 
You know what I'm saying? But once you hit that main stage, everybody got something to say. So it's right. it's weird when 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 people like, man, I don't like I don't like when women wear the hair like that and none of the the nails and look like, you know what I'm saying, Muppets and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And then mm. now that becomes a topic of your your internet conversation for the day. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, everybody got right to their own shit, but for real, for real, that girl wasn't even on your radar yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Day before. Like, you, you, you know, like, why should she be the target of that? You could have that conversation any day. You know what I'm saying? And and um, so, you know, that, it's just weird when when people chime in on shit and it, it, they know that people ain't from their world and they wouldn't even be talking about this person if they wasn't trending today. But today they trending and, you know what I'm saying, everybody get to chime in. They'll be talking about something tomorrow. But I say, you know, let the girl live, do her thing. She ain't worried about that shit. She got her own people. She got her own girlfriend, and she ain't even worried about that shit. Right. You know, that's how the internet work. You know what I mean? They, it's, it's, they present you. It's just it's presented fodder for you to have a take on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just to participate. Mm-hmm. In the in in the movement of the of the internet, if you want to get involved, if you see some shit moving, or or maybe maybe you are this person that don't like black women wearing loud colored hair or or different or wild nails and all of that shit, mm-hmm. and you 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 know you've been hating on it regionally, locally, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Even in your little pocket on the internet amongst your people that follow your timeline. Mm-hmm. But uh-oh, hold on. Wait a minute. I think we got some, I think we got some steam here. <laughs> yeah, we I think got we some got national got, conversation. Yeah, well, yeah, we got a carriage I could, I could fucking hook my horse to. <laughs> I'm about to go in. Right. I'm about to go in. I'm about right. to use this shit. First of all, Fucking like flamboyant black women in track. That's f- shit, Flojo. That's from you know what I mean. Right. That's legacy shit. That's been going on for a minute. Right. So but, but it then, ain't even like. But, it's, but that was that was part of the conversation. Like they, they right. They put pictures of Flojo and of okay. of, of, of old girl, and you know, saying see Flojo still looks soft, and you know, what I'm saying that because you know it wasn't. A lot of the whole eyelashes and, you know what I'm saying, some of the pictures Flojo. I mean, of course, people use the the most mild of the discussion. Of course. Versus the uh-huh. most wild of the discussion. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. So, you know, that's, that's how it always is. And they 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 definitely called out Flojo and, uh, you know, put it out there. But right. we, we deal with this it's every day. Every day we see the same thing every day. Now, me, myself, personally, I'm, I'm not into that look. You know what I mean? But... I'm out. I ain't in the game either. You know what I'm saying? And right, but but I do have to contend with the thought process because I have a daughter. And my daughter uh-huh. looks at this stuff, and she, you know, what I'm saying she want to put on the eyelashes, and you know, what I'm saying because that's what the other, that's what the women are doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So now you have to be like, okay, well, shit. Now how do I have this conversation with her? You know what I'm saying? Because right. you want to be like, nah, nah, that ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But then you become that motherfucker. You know what I'm Old nigga hating. You know what I'm Old hating ass. Old hating ass. <laughs> you ain't even the father no more. You're not even black father. Now. Old hater ass. Hating ass. Patriarchal ass. Right, right. Never. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now uh, you got to figure yeah. out how to have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? You got right. you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, that's fine. You could do it for this, this, and that. But you know what I'm saying? That's not, you know what I mean? It's, it's tough. 
It's tough. Yeah. Because yeah. what what you what your preference is may not be, you know what I'm saying, what everybody go towards. And it's and it's and it's how do you you can't police it? How do you just manage? How do you manage to to have a discourse about what's, you know yeah. what I'm saying, right and proper and or what's, you know what I'm saying? Wrong in your eyes and why, why, you know what I'm saying? Are you not letting me, allow me to express myself accordingly? I'm like, shit, man. This, yeah. is, this is a tough conversation. It's definitely a tough conversation. I'm curious because you're a father, right? You're a parent and mm-hmm. I don't have kids, right? But we both getting older, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that I'm curious about because as we get older, we are phasing out on a certain level. Of course, you want to stay as relevant as you can. You want to stay mm-hmm. as healthy as you can, all of that shit. You know what I mean? But the context in which you were in your prime or which you were in your formative years or which, you know, impacted you the most is moved on. It's over. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a different setup. And mm-hmm. maybe we didn't see the breakdown and the new setup happening, you know, like uh, explicitly. Maybe it happened slowly over time. Maybe, you know what I mean? Every so often, you find yourself as you get older seeing things that don't match the context in when you were young. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, like yeah, I see like, I see these eyelashes and shit. Now they look crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of that shit. I, you know, I try. I don't even really get into the judging and all of that shit because it ain't, it ain't about me unless mm-hmm. it's. I'm. You know what I mean? I still got my choice in the matter if I want to date somebody that got that going on or whatever. Or I can mm-hmm. chill, but that is the fashion of the times or the like certain lace front wigs or certain like crate like all of this shit. I seen a girl the other day and it was funny. It felt like it was a response to Monique and all conversation <laughs> and everything. This girl had the super bonnet on. The shit was so big. It looked like one of them joints, one of the little joints that the, the cat, like the rosters wear. Right. Like with the dreads and shit, but it was a satin bonnet. That shit was as big as a book bag. Right. So I was like, yo, this is, this is, it was a statement for real. Right. right. So, um, but the thing is, I'm curious because my goal is, you know, I'm not trying to to be down with the new generation in the way that compromises who I am, but I'm still trying to be open to still have conversations. Like, I don't want to be stayed and stuck in the mud type of shit. You know what I'm saying? I try to, you know what I mean? I'm trying to, especially I perform. So I'm like in the world and there's different, you know, you see it too. There's different generations of, there's a new generation of people coming out to the clubs every night. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's new representation. It's, it gets younger, and you know what I mean? Like, the some of them references have to be updated and things of that nature, whatever, mm-hmm. just to be relevant, just to kind of effectively communicate, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, you know, like, with you, you got two sons and a daughter, like you said, with this whole... Um, Shikari Richardson situation or with the with the eyelashes, you know, your daughter might want to dress like that. The fact that you're a parent and you have children that might want to do it, mm-hmm. you're like, you're confronted with it. 
Whereas I'm not, mm-hmm. I might not be, I might just be paying attention, but you're confronted with it. So it's like at some point you're going to have to deal with your own feelings on the matter and they're mm-hmm. going to be challenged. Exactly. And it's, it, you know, yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Like, um, do you find yourself, uh, by being a parent a little, and I guess you couldn't really compare your existence to you, you're a parent, mm-hmm. but do you find being a parent makes you a little bit more pliable to change? Like, do you feel yourself kind of maybe even being moved along due to the fact that you have three children that are mm-hmm. like, yo, I'm doing me. I'm in my prime. I'm young. I'm still finding my way in the world. And this is how I want to define myself. And I know, I know pops, this ain't how they used to do it back mm-hmm. in the day, but this is how I do it. And this is who I am. Right. How does that affect well, your uh, development? Well, the thing about it is children automatically, if you're paying attention, children automatically going to teach you more than most other things that you encounter in your life. You know what I'm saying? From the mm-hmm. time from the time they're conceived, from inside the womb, they start teaching. You know what I'm saying? You get challenged. You know what I'm saying? The the, the woman that 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 you got with <clears throat> and created the this creation with starts to change right. because of the creation. You know what I'm saying? Hormones change. They're a whole nother person. They're not the person that you met. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as how they deal with stuff, how they, you know what I'm saying, react to things, how they smell things, like, used to be, used to smell good, and you, and you know what I'm saying, and you creed and shit like that, and now that shit just fucking, nah, get away from me, that shit just fucking making me nauseous, you know what I'm saying? So, from the womb, they begin to teach you, you know what I'm saying, that you learn patience, you know what I'm saying, like, by the time they get here, you have been through nine months of trying to be patient and trying to figure out how to move about and acclimate to this new environment. Trust then, the process. Right. And then as they get older and things that they go through, they they force you to have to meet new people. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't thinking you trying to meet no new motherfucking friends and shit. Right. Then your kids go to school. And then they got friends that they want to hang out with. Then you're like, well, shit, you can't hang out in motherfuckers. I don't know these people. Who are these people? You know what I'm saying? Then next thing you know, you got to hang out with these people. And then you be like, oh, shit, these people are all right. You know what I'm saying? Now you got new friends that you wouldn't have never even met before. You wouldn't even been thinking about meeting these people from different worlds. So that's one, that's a whole nother thing. And then now, you like, let's say with my daughter, she's becoming a teenager. And she wants to do some of these things that that, that she sees. And you're definitely going to get challenged. You know what I'm saying? Like, put on the eyelashes and shit, right? And then you're like, man, that is not it. But then you start to think and you start to look at stuff and, you know what I'm saying, go back. And, you know what I'm saying, there's a picture of my mama with some big-ass eyelashes on. You know what I'm saying? In the 70s, you know? Right. Like, one of my pictures that I post of my mama, and like, you know what I'm saying, when it's Mother's Day and all that shit, the picture we used for her funeral. She got mm-hmm. on the eyelashes, nigga, with the afro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, right. oh, well, you know, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn. You know what I mean? Like, when you think you do, you think you know, and then you have no idea. That's how it is to be raising kids and trying to parent within all of these things. And you start to think, and you see a lot of this shit has happened before, but in different ways and different things. And so I think the thing that's challenging a lot of times is like, some of the things that they're doing now in the space, when we was coming up, 
with shit that was definitely off the table. You know what I'm saying? Even, like, you know what I'm saying? Most women wasn't even fucking with this type of shit that they doing now. You know what I mean? It was a certain, like, you know what I'm saying? Mostly street people was doing a lot of that six-inch heels and, you know what I'm saying, eyelashes and, you know what I'm saying, makeup like this and that and the third big hair. Like, professional women wasn't doing that kind of thing. That was like, you know what I'm saying, that was only for people who didn't have coof and that type of shit. And then mm-hmm. over time, now the biggest professional women in the world are wearing some of that same stuff. You know what I'm saying? And these are the people that are leading the world. So what you going to do? You know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to go away. It's not going to change. You just have to figure out how to, you know what I'm saying, arm your kids with information of this is this, this is that, this is that, and then hope they figure out their way and navigate their own way through life. It's, it's tough. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess that's a good thing, though. It makes you actively, it puts it in front of you. You know what I mean? So that's that's the cool thing. I mean, yeah, you have to deal with it, but you really got to deal with it, where sometimes, <laughs> you know, if you're not confronted with that, you know, or if it does come up and it's not as pressing because it's it's not your child or anything like that, it's something that you could avoid or something that you could, you know, ignore that, you know, you could find yourself, you know, becoming slowly out of touch. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, like I was, as of late, you know, I've been on some, I think I said this last week or maybe not, but like, trying to build momentum just in general, just in life on a bunch of different levels, just, you know, incrementally just embrace momentum and then keep that shit going. And you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Doing a lot of things that I may not have wanted to do. Like I might, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm trying to really challenge my comfort zone. There's certain Mm -hmm. things where I might have a, you know, like a knee jerk reaction. You know, there's been opportunities that have come up, and not to get too specific, but there's things that come up and I was like, typically I'd probably be like, uh, nah, like I could feel it. It's almost like, it's like, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's almost like muscle memory. I could feel myself. I hear certain trigger words or certain things about, uh, an opportunity. I'm like, ah, you know what I mean? Like I could feel it. Ah, flaring up. And I'm like, before I could even subside to that, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, like give it to that shit. I'm like, all right, yeah, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? On some old Shonda Rhimes, Year of Yes type shit. Like, mm-hmm. let's do it. Let's be uncomfortable. You know, some Bruce Lee shit. Like, make the uncomfortable comfortable. Right. And there's moments, you know, there's moments where it's like a fight because you could, you believe what you believe. You're going to believe the narrative you give yourself. And the narrative you give yourself, you give it enough uh, momentum. If you, you use that narrative enough, it will become gospel or will become something that you don't really question. Mm-hmm. Right. So it goes to the, you know, you hear the the phrase, you know, got to trust your gut. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes your gut could be conditioned. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you, you might, your gut might be playing it safe type shit. Right. And sometimes you gotta say, "Hey, I hear your gut, but I gotta, I gotta go with my my head on this one." You know what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta, I'm, a, I feel you, and I, and I, I feel myself betraying you, and this shit is is 
is agony, you know, mm-hmm. because especially if I go against my gut and in the situation isn't ideal, immediately regret kicks in because it's like, nigga, your gut called you. You know what I'm saying? Like your gut, you you sent that shit. You you know what I mean? You sent that shit to voicemail, nigga. Your gut called you four times. Said nigga. But sometimes you gotta try some new shit. And even if it wasn't ideal and it was some regret, and maybe things weren't as, you know, it didn't go the way you wanted it to go, it's something new. And it might be the catalyst or propel you to another opportunity that's foreign to you and i still feel like that's part of growth you know what i'm saying like that like sometimes i think you know especially if you you get established in some to some degree you know what i'm saying or comfortable in some degree you can forget that growth sometimes is painful you know what i mean it's (laughs) like when you go to the gym and shit like that like, I did some dumb shit the other day. I was in the crib, and I was fucking with a dumbbell. And, you know, I was doing some curls. And, like, you know, typically, I wasn't doing, like, a set. Like, typically, you do a set, like, 10, 14, whatever the fuck, however long you want your set. But it's a set. Mm-hmm. I'm watching a YouTube video, and I'm like, you know what? I'm And I'm and I'm going back and forth with different, different arms and different curls. But I'm like, I'm going to keep curling. Until this YouTube video is over. Like, that's that's the fucking interval I'm using. <laughs> and I'm going through it. And I'm like, this shit's starting to burn. But I'm like, I got the adrenaline going and shit like this, man. I got damn near to the middle of the YouTube video. I looked at the YouTube video. This shit was about a 20-minute YouTube video. I'm <laughs> damn near the middle. Of the, so I'm like eight to ten minutes in on just rapid, like no rest, just straight curls. <laughs> just on some... Just because a motherfucker was like binge curling, right? Mm-hmm. Nigga, the next three days, dog, my motherfucking right arm, was. it felt like I looked like a stroke victim. Like the way my arm, I couldn't even like lay that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, that's an extreme example of, you know, just sometimes you got to challenge yourself and sometimes that shit's going to hurt and sometimes it's going to be unfamiliar and uncomfortable, you know? And, you know, but... It goes back to trust in the process. I mean, you know, we've been saying <laughs> shit for a minute, but it's just like, it's like if you wanna, if you want some new shit, you gotta do new shit. You know what I'm saying? And like, uh, you know, and I think that doing new shit and uncomfortable shit, for the most part, I think it's good for you. You know, like somebody was telling me recently, you know, life is all about, you know, life is uncomfortable. Like, there's this part about, there's this thing that where people feel like, you know, obviously there should be moments of happiness and contentment and comfort. And, you know, like, you, you shit shouldn't be chaos. You shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't just be marked by trauma and no shit like that. But, like, it don't always have to be idyllic. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so it's a balance of the both. It's like, yeah, like, like challenge yourself. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Get out that comfort zone. And it might be, it might, it might feel whack, but the more you do it, your comfort zone gets bigger. You know, no doubt. There you go. No doubt. <sighs> Shit. No doubt. Nigga, you out there doing work. 
Sure, you know, <laughs> slowly, slowly. Yeah, I've been, I've been around people with no mask on and shit. You know, and I'm taking people at their word that they've been vaccinated. I'm not even, I'm not even asking no more. I'm just figuring if you out here with no mask, I'm hoping. You know what I mean? You know, but I, I'm hope, I'm, I'm more so hoping that this whatever this vaccine I got, this shit is is gonna work. You no know doubt. what I mean? I'm trying, you know. No you know what I mean? But yeah. anyway, I, man. I, I hear you uh, about to transform it. I heard you say, yay. But uh, before we move on to transform uh-huh. go ahead. I just want to double uh-huh. back right quick on, like, you know, with all the new stuff that's coming out and, you know, the way that people are presenting themselves and and even on the wild side of, you know, uh, you know, face tats and, and, you know, girls with lace fronts and, you know, mm-hmm. guys with grills all the way through. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things like what's happening now that didn't happen back in those days was back then those people who chose to 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 dress in that manner and, and live in that manner and, and create that that uh aesthetic for themselves, it was like no no advocates for it. You know what I'm saying? It was like mm-hmm. they were on the island, like, you know what I'm saying? It was like these two separate worlds that Regular people lived in, and then wild ass people lived in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know it was weird because you know I was raised around a lot of wild ass people with that aesthetic, and and then I lived in a world that was you know what I'm saying also more conservative. So you had to balance the two. But what I'm seeing now is that people who are in in high places and people who have made it in a very conservative way are still, you know what I'm saying, able to appreciate the aesthetic of of people that's doing great things, even if they don't look like them or if they don't walk the same walk or or they come from a whole different place. So it's, it's still, they're still able to celebrate. Like back in our days, it was hard to celebrate the, the, the person who was just all thugged out or just wild or very, you know what I'm saying, audacious looking than it was to celebrate, you know, Dominique Devereaux and, you know what I'm saying, the more straight line people. So it's good right. to see that that there are advocates on both ends that can say, you know what, she 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 doing her thing her way and we appreciate her talents regardless. You know what I'm saying? So that, that part right there, I, I really can appreciate. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like no matter which way you choose that you can still earn the appreciation that you deserve. So I just wanted to say that. Right. No, I hear that. Representation. Yeah. And there's no right way to do any of this shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like right. that, I think the more we live, the more we realize that shit. You know right. what I'm saying? And so, yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, <clears throat> shit. That's shit. your closing remarks. That was it. That was, that was it. I just wanted to make sure I got that off. I ain't want to have to regret <laughs> not saying that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, because, thinking about the mentions. No, no, not even the mentions. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? Because I saw like, you know, with, with, uh, with Richardson, I seen a lot of yeah. different people posting it and celebrating her. Like even like, but like most strikingly is like, Viola Davis posted her. You know what I'm saying? So it's like mm-hmm. if you, you couldn't get two people from opposite ends of the aesthetic, you know what I'm saying, into one place. You know what I'm saying? There's probably certain degrees of relate, you know what I'm saying, relatability. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like somebody who did it this way 
and you know, and ended up being a thespian in this way, and there's somebody who right. who is just very good at what she does, but she's presenting in this way. A lot of times, you know, what I'm saying those two people don't get to publicly uh, appreciate each other and salute and, each other in front right. of people. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's so. As much as the internet causes the people who disagree to come together, it also causes people to relate a lot better because of those discussions and shit like that so right, I just wanted right. to say and that. I like that yeah. I like that too to that point I just like I like that because I do think on a certain level you know people who might take the quote unquote safe route or the more conservative way there's probably some guilt or you know cause most of the community is in the community right mm-hmm. so there's people that feel like they left somebody, quote unquote, wild behind. Right. You know what I mean? They had to make the decision because they wanted to go further. So to see years later someone that's, quote unquote, wild in the same room as you, you know what I'm saying? Doing it their way, like rather than run from it and act like you're not familiar with it, mm-hmm. to, to salute, to give their head nod publicly, like I see you. And I, I, I'm happy to see you because you are disproving things that I even thought. You know what right. I mean? Like right. it, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing, right. man. You know, yeah. because so, you um, know, America, America will have us believe in, in, in things. We can't do it the way that we like to do it. You know what I'm saying? Or the way that you might like to do it. Like you, you believe yeah. that it can't have. Like I can't be this respected, such and such without doing it this way. You know what I'm saying? But then right. you you do it a whole another way and then you you find that same amount of respect in the way that you that was true to you. You know what I'm saying? It feels it feels great, especially when people who who may have did it a totally different way can respect what you've done. You know what I'm saying? Not right. that they wanted to do it your way, but they understood. They understand cuz if you came from our community, you know, you got people in your family that's doing it. You know what I'm saying? A certain way, like that's doing it wild or doing it it with the yeah. with the with the you know what I'm saying hood aesthetic, you know what I'm saying. And you got people who might try to do it in the proper way, you know what I mean. And sometimes those right. people all end up at odds because oh you just think you miss perfect or you you, know, you just an old ghetto motherfucker, you know what I'm saying. Those conversations mm-hmm. we have within our within our own families and within our own communities, but to see that. Hey man, we can all get to the same place if you know what I'm saying with with hard work or with with talent. It don't matter, man. Let's just do it. Let's just do it in a real way. Yeah, yeah, and and salute each other because the more we do that, the better we gonna be. You know what I mean? The, the less fragmented we are, more unified. We can take this whole shit over. This shit won't be Black History Year. Black History Decade. Oh, black man. History Generation. Hey man, you know I, what use, I mean, I use your Black History Year on a complex post. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying? They posted. Oh, I saw that shit. I saw that shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They posted yeah. a picture of Fisher Island, saying, "You know, it's one of the richest zip codes in America." And then I had to go ahead and put, you know, what I'm saying that it used to be owned by Dorsey, like a, a guy named Dorsey yeah. in Miami, first black millionaire in the South. You know what I mean? Had that island and sold it to the Fisher guy. You know what I'm saying? 
So, yep. you know, I had to put that and then put Black History Year, hashtag Black History Year on their ass. There you go. There you, go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let them know. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, I saw that. Drop a gem on them. Give them something to, something to think about, motherfucker. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Oprah live on that island. It's like a lot of billionaires live on that island and shit, but a black man used to man. own that island. And, That's some and, um, shit. Like it's it's like it's crazy because, you know, he he was in the era before desegregation, of course. And so my grandma, you know, she lived in Brown Sub and I that's where, you know, I spent a lot of my days. And there are a lot of, you know, um cemeteries with the above ground graves, you know what I'm saying? Graveyards. And so, you uh-huh. know, you end up spending a lot of time playing, either cutting through a graveyard because it's a shortcut to get from here to there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or just just all out playing in there, jumping graves or, you know what I'm saying, telling stories and crazy, like scary stories and shit like that. But mm-hmm. in the graveyard on 46, you know what I'm saying, there was a big uh, mausoleum that that's where he's laid. Dorsey, I've seen that. I've seen Dorsey my whole life coming through that graveyard but didn't know what it meant. You know what I'm saying? There's a school named after him. There's, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't know who he was until later in life. And I didn't know he was, you know, first black millionaire in the South and that he owned a lot of land by, you know what I'm saying, seeing the need for when they were building the railroad, the need for black people to have housing. So what he did was start buying land and building a rental house people in it then buy another piece until he just amassed a whole bunch of shit you know what I'm saying so that's that's you know that was what's up Black History Year there you go there it is <laughs> do the knowledge you know what I mean and shit until until next week you know tell a friend to tell a friend and even the enemy to get in the conversation we out